Welcome to the Praise Dad, the 25th best Christian music podcast on the internet, and soon to be the number one Christian gaming podcast on the internet. I'm Heath Huffman. I'm Alex Sanchez. And we are lifelong gamers. Isn't that right, Mm -hmm. Alex? That's true. And in this episode, we're coming for you, gamers. You've played a few video games, huh? Yeah, I've played a few. Heath, what's your game? My game? Yeah. Past, present, or future? All time. Dota 2. Dota 2. Yeah, Valve's Defense of the Ancients 2. A competitive game that will make you very mad, but you won't play any other games. It's like the Twitter of games. Wow, yeah. You hate it, and it makes you furious, but what are you going to do? Do another one? But what are you going to do? Play a fun game that right. just you doesn't win? doesn't ruin your life? Then what? Right. What do you get better at? <laughs> It's good because it's hard. Exactly. Before that, I don't know, I've had a GameCube. Right. I've had a PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. I've had a PlayStation 2. I've had a PlayStation 3. I've lived with roommates that have had uh-huh. an Xbox 360, and I played that a little bit. Okay. I uh, lived with a roommate that had a PlayStation 4. And I played that a little bit. Uh-huh. I have a Nintendo Switch now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the year 2013, I built a gaming personal computer. Okay. And I think that about sums up my gaming history in terms of things I've owned. What about you, Alex? When I was born, it was, I believe, a an NES. Um, that's short for Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes. It is? Yes, it is. And what kind of stuff was on that? Uh, Mario 3, I think, as far as I know, is the only one, really, that got played in our house. I think my dad and my uncle used to play whatever the football game was. Tech Mobile or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then, and most of my childhood, this was the case. We were a Sega Genesis family. We all crowded around the system to play Vector Man. Regular Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Straight to PS2. Mm, that's a powerful no leap. No PS1. So you went straight from the Ninja Turtles beat 'em up du- double dragon type game mm-hmm. to Knack <laughs> or Little Big <Yeah>. Planet. <laughs> Our favorite uh wait, no, PS2, not PS3. Okay. So, so it was like I don't know. Donald Duck going quackers, Kingdom Hearts, Klonoa 2, Lunatea's Veil. Mm-hmm. Volkswagen Adventure Racing. Mm-hmm. All the big titles, yeah. Then we got GameCube, then uh, Xbox 360. You skipped the Xbox. Mm-hmm. How come? Friend had it. You were too busy having a PS2. Yeah, we had a PS2 and a uh, GameCube. And those oh. were more our style of games anyway. We were, what were we going to play? Halo? I was not a Halo kid. 
This is back in a time when it was unheard of to have an Xbox and a PlayStation 2. Right. You could have a GameCube and one of those other ones mm-hmm. because of Mario and his friends only hanging out in one on one platform. Right. Uh, then it was uh, PS4. I, I got a gaming laptop briefly. Was it an Alienware? No, it was not. This was a, it was like not really a gaming laptop, uh, but it was my laptop that I used for gaming. Uh, my college laptop that I bought with my college money. Cool. When you say college money, was that for college? Mm-hmm. It was for college. I get what you mean. You were getting a computer for college. Yeah. That also just happened to be a little bit for gamers. Is that what you're mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What'd you play on the PC? I played, well, here was my thing. I ruined it a little bit by trying to dual boot uh, Ubuntu onto it. Oh. (laughs) I don't know why that was my reaction. Yeah, so it just, I had to play only games that would also run on Linux. So that includes... Dungeon Crawl, Stone Soup. This is how I became... This is how you became a Dwarf Fortress guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is exactly how I became a Dwarf Fortress guy. I bet you spent lots of time on emulators. Mm-hmm. I think any of the, like, original Valve games, probably. Yeah. I know what you played last summer. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was a, a wild time. Truly a wild time I got. And I didn't have any money, so I got a lot of free. And that's probably how I got into Linux was by Googling free software. That makes a lot of sense. So that's how I got into my favorite game, Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup. I was about to ask, what's your game? Is that your answer to that question? Yeah. Now, tell me and the viewers, ear viewers, that is, about Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup. Like, what happens in it? Okay, so it's pretty standard dungeon crawler, like Diablo or whatever, except it's been going since like the either early or mid 90s and has been updated ever since and is not out of alpha. And it's like completely ASCII based, so just like letters and numbers and symbols. You mean to tell me, Alex, that they could have played Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup? In the Jonah Hill film, mid-90s? Yeah, they could have, if they'd wanted to. Could have been in a scene? Mm-hmm. Between the times they're skateboarding and and being rowdy? Yeah, somebody could have been booted up and playing Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup. Or Ang Band, or NetHack, or any of those uh, traditional classic roguelikes. All of which are still being updated to this day. It's too bad that they didn't. Mm-hmm. It would have made that a perfect movie. Yeah. It would have been, right, it would have been five stars instead of four and a half, which I believe is what you gave it. If Jonah Hill's film mid-90s wants that last half star, Mm -hmm. he knows what to do in the director's cut. Yep. Include one of your characters just going to town on a roguelike game. Yeah. And the deal is it's, like, randomly generated, and you die a lot, and you, there's no, like, progression if you die that character is just gone see that's perfect a character could be playing and And then you have to start totally new one 
a different character can say, hey, what are you playing? I'm talking about the Jonah Hill film mid-90s. Mm-hmm. And the other character playing Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup can say, oh, I'm playing uh, Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup. Oh, fuck, I died. You know, and then you can just yeah. get on with the movie. And that yeah. happens in that. It's totally believable. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I died, and it's permanent, dude. What, can't you just get more lives? No. There's no lives in this game! <laughs> I like this idea that, that this recut of Jonah Hill's movie mid-90s just includes a pretty long, sort of organically written explanation of this game. Mm-hmm. And roguelikes in general. And roguelikes in general. It's like, why are they called roguelikes? There was a game called Rogue, and it sort of was the template for... Yeah. I'm not going to do that here on this podcast. Because we've got stuff to do. What's the theme? Have you played a Christian video game? No. Do you know about any? There's one called the Bible game that came out, you know, around the time it you would think it would have come out. Mm-hmm. Like the mid-2000s. The Bible game. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm seeing that. I remember Christopher Fox showed us that the other day. Yeah. I think it might have even been cross-platform because we had it for PS2. But it was on one of those black discs that didn't work every time. Oh, yeah. Is that an aesthetic choice? I don't think so. I assume it's because they are cheaper to make. Mmm, that makes more sense. I'm looking at the Amazon.com page for the Bible game on PlayStation Mm -hmm. 2. The things that apparently happen in, in this game are quiz-based challenges that test your skill with lots of action. Hmm. Fast-paced, beat-the-buzzer TV game show type action. Man. Includes a mini-game, Alex. Hold your horses. And micro-game challenges. There are 20 total mini-games and micro-games altogether. Hmm. Based on inspirational biblical teachings like David and Goliath, Noah's Ark, and more. I don't know the difference between a mini game and a micro game, and we don't have time to get into it. It features. I do. Okay. Do you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, if you have time, go ahead and say it. Mini games are like what's in uh, Mario Party, and micro games are what's in WarioWare. Hmm. What if I haven't played WarioWare? Well,. It's a game where you just do a bunch of extremely tiny games all in a row, like one where you just have to like clear out a guy's boogers in five seconds or whatever, and then it's on to the next game. Okay, so you're you're probably cleaning out a guy's boogers or something in this. Mm-hmm. You're cleaning out Goliath's boogers in this. Yeah. From really far away with a stone. Yes. <laughs> it features 1,500 questions on the Old Testament. And an energetic game show host. They don't name the host. Multiplayer connection with up to four players. And they also appear to be recommending a USB microphone to play Man. this video game with. That sucks. This is... That sucks. For a PS2 wow. game, any peripheral is a nightmare. Yeah. Oh. The developers of this game were just like, we want to... I don't know, pee-pee-poo-poo, bad at, bad at make game, they said. Mm-hmm. And they did. Just no no understanding of, of playability. Mm-mm. 
you know, assuming they're skilled enough to make a playable game, which who knows? I don't know what kind of it got an official. It got a release on PlayStation 2 and Xbox and Xbox. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Look, so this is a perfect way into this, right? Mm hmm. Because we're working, working pro bono a little bit tonight for big game, mm -hmm. the video game industry. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah. We're going to make the first good Christian video game. Yep. Tonight. On air. On air. We're going to come up with the ideas. And it's up to you, the listeners, to use your connections to the video game industry. To tell them about these. To tell them about these and then have them make them. And then the game will be made. So it's almost like we're making the game and then it's mm -hmm. up to you to get it published. Right. We're doing the hard part. Literally, all you've got to do is go find Nintendo CEO Doug Bowser or yeah. the other uh, PewDiePie or whoever runs those companies mm -hmm. over there. Just say, hey, the big friends made a good Christian game. Mm -hmm. So if you don't do it, then it's not like it's we did our part is what I'm saying. Or even if any of you have connections, for example, to a mega church that could finance the production of a video game think about your network think about mm -hmm. who you know that can help us get these video games published yeah gamers are a big unreached demographic it's true people are not marketing to gamers mm-mm We've each got a few ideas. We're going to see where they take us. Would you like to start? Yeah. Hit me with your first idea. My first idea is uh, a Noah game where you have to build an ark while becoming increasingly drunk and getting either pestered or helped by animals. I can't decide which. Game about an ark. I know a game. Mm. No dinosaurs. Yeah, this is a fully good faith, no pun yep. intended, Christian adaptation game. Right. No dinos, no unicorns, mm -mm. no zombies. Just good old-fashioned animals. From the old McDonald's song, those animals. Mm -hmm. The classic animals. No cryptids. Mm -hmm. No freaking Bigfoots. None, just normal animals. It could be like a multiplayer thing where like one person is Noah and then everybody else plays as all the different animals. Oh, an asymmetrical multiplayer experience. Yeah. That's cool. It's kind of like those hide and seek games, like Damned. Mm-hmm. So if you're Noah, you have to corral the animals. No, you just have to build the boat. Okay. Well, you do corral the animals in having them maybe get you different materials for the boat. Did they do that in, in this? It's okay. We're artistically bending the truth here. Yeah. Yes. You can have animals get Noah stuff. Sure. Yeah. He's like a bunch of players playing as beavers are out there harvesting wood. Oh, okay. Okay. And okay. There's two teams. There's two Noahs. Yeah. Whoever builds the Ark mm -hmm. is the team that wins okay well this is kind of turning into something else i like it so are the animals against noah 
they are they friends? They are friends with Noah. They all want to be on that arc. Sure, everybody wanted to be on that freaking thing. Yeah, but here's the thing. There's going to be more than two animals on that team. So, once the arc gets built, all the animals have to turn on each other and fight to the death to see who becomes the last two. Sort of a PUBG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so instead of a circle, you have an arc. And instead of the circle closing, the arc just gets progressively built. Yep, so you now have to worry about... It's still functionally a circle closing, I suppose, but... I think it could just be flooding. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Oh my god, yeah. Cool, yeah, I'm in. That's great. So you have to both get the arc built and make sure everyone but you is dead before the floods come. That's cool. You don't see a lot of games with a co-op element that requires you to turn on everybody in the second half. Yeah, because to get the arc built fast enough, you have to cooperate. <laughs> wow, okay. What do you think the strategies are? What do you think the strategies are like going to be? Here's my sticking point with this game. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for different species to compete with each other. Right. You just have to be the last... You see what I'm saying? You're talking about a massive, massive, like, mega multiplayer experience with, like, hundreds of players. I mean, maybe. I think it could be 100, five teams of animals, 20 animals each. Okay, cool. Because also... Which means pairs of animals can team up with other pairs of animals of different species. It's duos. In order to mutually... Yeah, it's duos, but in teams of, like, ten or whatever. Across different species. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Do the animals have specific powers? You know they've got it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many different animals are there? The classics we said, right? So, like, bird. Right. Bird is an animal. It can't just be... Yeah, it's gotta be, like... Oh, it's... Okay. Mm, yeah. Bird or horse or right. And lion. then for horse, you can get a bunch of different skins and stuff, but they all do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the horse is on the front of the box, I think. Mm -hmm. They're all kind of characters, I think. Mm. Elephants? I would say elephants are there. Yeah. Because the, the, the song is the animals they came in, they came in by twosies, twosies, elephants and kangaroosies. And honestly, I think elephant and kangaroo are two different enough classes. I think so, too. Elephants are tanks. Mm-hmm. They are smart. They have a high intelligence rating. Right. They can cast spells. Kangaroos have a famously low intelligence rating. Right. High speed, and they hit hard. Right. Okay. I'm thinking about marine creatures. Is there room in the game for them? We don't need them. They're not affected by the flood. Oh, that's true. Okay. So there's no need to, like, play a fish. Right. Hmm. Dove. Why, why dove? Just because it's a Christian game? Well, because that was the olive branch animal. Oh, yeah. You seem to have a little bit more of this story in your immediate knowledge bank than I do. Maybe. <laughs> 
I'm proud of you, bud. Thank you. We also have to include Noah being a drunk. It's a very funny thing that's in the Bible. Yes. So the whoever's playing as Noah is having an increasingly difficult time. Yeah, okay, so your HP is slowly going down if you're Noah at all times. In order to heal, you have to drink, but you get drunk from it. Right, which fucks up your uh, your senses. So maybe there are like maybe monkeys is a class, and they help Noah keep on track. That'd be a good class. Mm-hmm. How does Noah's drunkness manifest in this game? I, I'm that's I'm not sure. Randomized walking patterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff get a little wavy. You swing around when you walk a little bit. He uh, hammers. Shouldn't get in a car. Maybe he'll like hammer the same piece of wood over the same spot twice, which wastes a little bit of resources, and now the animals have to go collect extra resources. Or prone to injuries. Mm. He's -hmm. doing some pretty uh, OSHA non-compliant stuff by being a drunk and building an ark, right? Mm Mm-hmm. What is Noah's goal? Does does Noah have a, a use after the Ark is built? Or is it just the animals game from there on? That's interesting. Hypothetically, what does Noah do after right. the Ark is built? Hmm. I think hmm. I just I I do like that he gets drunker. I was about to say Noah might have to be an NPC. Yeah. Okay. Noah's an NPC, and his AI gets worse and worse. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And there are things that the animals can do? Mm-hmm. Question mark to help him? Yeah. Like what? You mentioned monkeys earlier. Mm-hmm. Monkeys to help hold the board steady. Beavers to gather wood. Yeah, beavers can also have a higher tolerance for water than perhaps some mm-hmm. of the other... Ooh, that's true. They can briefly cross flooded areas. Elephants. Actually, we maybe, well, I was going to say we maybe don't need beavers because elephants could easily gather wood. I could see it. Elephants gather the wood and then beavers process it into boards. Yeah. Are all the animals in one location working on the ark and Mm -hmm. then they have to just start killing each other? Yeah. So they're all going around the map doing different things. If you're an animal player, can you kill another player at any point in the game? Yes. That's a fascinating element of this. But you have to keep in mind that if you do, it'll make the arc less likely to be completed in time. That's what makes it interesting, I think. Yeah. So you've got to weigh that. It's kind of like a sort of mafia wolfman type of scenario now. Mm-hmm. And if you kill too many of your own people, the other members of your team are going to get mad at you and kill you so that they can get back to work. Yeah, you can you could really grief your team mm-hmm. in the first half of this game. Yes. And there's maybe one class. Okay, lions, their thing is that they can kill members of other species. They're the only ones that can. That's the, the... Wait, they're the only one that can do it? Yes. What happens in the second half of the game when they all have to kill each other off? When they have to kill... Well, the lions are just going to kill each other. No, I mean the other animals. 
I'm saying lions are the only ones that can kill members of other species. Oh. So, like, beavers can kill each other, but they can't kill dolphins or whatever. But a lion can kill a dolphin. So lions... Oh, you know what has to be a class in this? Hmm. Rat. Yeah, rat's good. Rat might even replace monkeys. Man, rats are kind of small compared to the rest of the animals. Not birds, I guess. Yeah, rats and doves are about the same size. Mm -hmm. Famously. Not famously, but you know. Yeah, we'd have to think of different... And I guess it couldn't all be the same task. I don't know. We'd have to think of different ways that the animals could all help building the ark. I like it. What's the title of the game? That's... Fuck. I think that's what what it's got to stop on, right? Yeah. Um... Ark Survival Evolved? Wait. No, that's already taken. Ark Survival Intelligently Designed. (laughs) Did you like that? Uh, 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 Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. (laughs) Yeah, you fucking got it. You of course got it. (laughs) Ark Survival Intelligently Designed is what it's called. (laughs) colon battle royale i know which two of these i definitely want to get to okay i'm gonna start with the one that's most fleshed out okay i wanted to come up with an end times game okay i think that's perhaps one of the sickest times in the in the book it's true but I thought, okay, how would that play out? Would it be like the literal end times? Would it be like a left behind game? And I didn't want to put Kirk Cameron in a game. So here's what I came right. up with. The game is about the conception of the book of Revelation. So it's St. John exiled to an island. He's old as hell. And he's having visions and just becoming completely unhinged. Yeah. So you're a guy alone on this island, and it's a souls-like. You hallucinate these sort of badass end times monsters because you're super alone. Yeah, the designs for the enemies can be incredibly cool. The boss fights are, like, straight over the plate. The four horsemen are all there. Yeah. They have different, like, zones based on their apocalypse traits. I don't know what to call it. There's, like, a war zone, a famine zone a plague zone and a conquest zone. Yeah, this owns. I don't know how exactly items would work. I think any sort of holy artifacts that show up in the lore can kind of slide in here since St. John is kind of having a, a sort of psychotic break or whatever. Right. The one item that I did want to make sure got in here, though, was was Moses's snake rod. Yeah, cool. It's so John can swing from trees or attack enemies with it. Badass. Yeah, that's his main thing. In stick form or snake style. So fucking cool. I think the boss of the game is the Antichrist, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard. Yeah. Those are the end of my notes for this. How are you feeling about it? What do you think it needs? I'm loving it. I think just more fleshed out, uh, like some examples. Prayers or spells. Examples of oh yeah, prayers for sure are spells. There's some weapons include the donkey's jawbone. Oh damn, yeah, the spear of destiny. Yeah, dude. The oh David's sling. Holy shit, that's strong. Peter's sword that he used to cut off that guy's ear. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Jonathan's bow. Getting very in the weeds now, but I, I like it. A power called, uh, well, who knows what it's called, but he gets holes in his hands and he can shoot nails out of them. Oh, the stigmata power. Yeah. That's but cool. Instead of blood, it's nails. Yeah, that's why I hesitated to call it the stigmata. I think one of the boss fights in this game has to be not the Antichrist, but Dark Jesus. Now, tell me the differences between the Antichrist and Dark Jesus. The Antichrist is a different guy. Like, Jesus is one guy, and the Antichrist is a separate guy that's just, like, sort of of equal. Uh, he's in the same pay bracket as Jesus in the whole structure. No. When I say Dark Jesus, I'm thinking, like, Shadow Jesus. Yeah. It's like a real... Like Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. It's a real thematic fight. It's not really okay. a lore-consistent fight. He's maybe confronting the dark version of Jesus that exists in his brain from the trauma. Yes. Uh, the Jesus that took all the sin. Oh, yeah. All right. I've Googled top 10 monsters in the Bible. Okay. I mean, I definitely want to see some extremely messed up depictions of angels like they're described in the Bible. Okay. The first one is the behemoth. I'm just going to put this delightful photo in the chat. Please. I've changed course somewhat. Okay. I've now done an image search for monsters in Revelation. Okay. I'm just going to send you a few things that could be some bosses to fight. Wow. Or some monsters to fight. Can you describe what you're seeing there? Um, this monster looks like sort of a guy. Just sort of a, a, a sort of, a, just a person <clears throat> uh, with... I believe two horns, and that's the only thing that it's possible to make out on its head. The caption here says, Then I saw another monster slither up from below the earth. And that's sort of what this person's doing. They're clawing at the, the dirt with their hands. Uh, they're wet and uh, slimy and horrible. Okay, I think I have the final boss, actually. Have you seen, like, the beast from Revelation 13? like depicted before yeah awesome yeah he's got like a, a thousand panthers and like a million di dinosaurs as a as heads right yeah he's got a bear on his chest there i think this one maybe is taking a little bit of liberties because they didn't know about the triceratops back then that's true but there is like a dragon with seven heads fighting a lion with 13 or whatever okay there's a few beasts I'm looking at the beast revelation on uh, Wikipedia here. Mm -hmm. What do you see in there? There's the beast from the sea. It has seven heads and 10 horns and upon his horns, 10 crowns and upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. Uh, it was like a leopard with feet, like the feet of a bear and had a mouth like a lion. One of its heads had a mortal wound, which healed itself, causing people to wonder at it and follow it. Fucking badass. This shit. description. It's badass as shit. It is fucking badass as shit, yeah. I'm looking at some other monsters. Here's something, here's something. Mm -hmm. This description draws many parallels with a vision in the book of Daniel, where four beasts symbolizing a succession of kingdoms come out of the sea in the forms of a lion, a bear, a leopard, and a beast with ten horns. How many horns? Ten. Too many horns. Ten horns. Put my horns up for it. All right, so then there's the beast of the earth, from the earth. 
primarily described in Revelation chapter 13. There's a seven-headed dragon in Revelation. Two horns like a lamb and speaks like a dragon. How does a dragon speak? I don't know. Listener, if you know how a dragon speaks, reach out to us. Praise down at gmail.com. Sorry, I got distracted reading the uh, Revelations Wikipedia page. I came up with another boss. Okay. The angel from the prophet Ezekiel's vision. Yeah, baby. Orbs, wings, eyes, burning wheels. I love it. That fight seems hard. Yeah. I feel like you have to play as kind of a caster. Yeah. Like, you have utility items like the sword and the stuff, Mm -hmm. right? But you are old. Maybe there's sort of some difficulties about being so old on that island. Yeah. Move speed's not what it should be, I guess. That. And you know what? This doesn't have to be a Souls-like. This could be a Devil May Cry game. Wow. Just real flashy and beautiful. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm imagining for this a little more. Yeah, I kind of like that. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. No, I want it to stay a Souls-like. It's too good. The snake rod, you know, we'd lose the snake rod. Yeah. But yeah, there's so many bosses to work with here. Behemoth is, uh, most people think it's a hippo. So giant hippo. That is cool. Extremely scary. Opens its mouth in like a whirlpool of cool shit. Yeah, this is the image I saw earlier. Yeah, baby. It just looks like a block printed sort of etching of a hippopotamus and beneath Mm -hmm. it, it says behemoth, period. (laughs) It's big boy season. Love it. It's big boy season. What? Sorry. The cockatrice is in the Bible? Wait, no, never mind. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Just in medieval translations. The King James Version brings it up, but other versions have a killjoy habit of interpreting the Hebrew word word, root word as adder or viper. Mmm. That's a party pooper thing? Yep. The snakes are cool. I don't know. What's the name of the game? The name of the game... The name of the game... Is, uh... Sorry, Jill's riffing off mic and distracting me. Uh... <laughs> The name... Is it called Armageddon Too Old for This? Yeah. We have time for one more, I think. One more total? Okay. I think... I want to do, like, a series about... Well, yeah, a Metal Gear series about King David. Whoa. Okay. Okay. It's a very interesting life that he has. He starts out as like a, whatever, a poor shepherd boy or something. Yeah, like an indie folk singer. Mm-hmm. Kills a giant when he's a child. Becomes king of Israel. Becomes Solomon. Solid men. Yeah, exactly. I just feel like there's a lot of sort of interesting political stuff you could do with that. Yeah, like all the like intrigue of him becoming a king and then having to like reconcile with that and then like losing being a man after God's own heart and then falling into sin due to being corrupted by power. Hmm. So how, what's the gameplay like? See, I of course hadn't thought about this. I think this might just be a uh, <clears throat> like a Netflix series, unfortunately. Okay. This is actually <laughs> let's try another one. 
Okay, I've got one that is not fleshed out at all, but it is extremely something you could help me with. Yeah. It is a Yakuza game about the Book of Acts. Okay. The two playable characters are Peter and Paul. Oh, and you just have to, like, go around building the the church by doing a million side quests for people? Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, this kicks ass. You can punch Pharisees in the streets and throw mm -hmm. bicycles at them. You have three different sort of fighting styles. Peter has a sword. Yeah. Oh, this is good. I think Paul just brawls. You know what I mean? Peter has like a bunch of different weapons. Paul just has three different martial arts that he knows. Paul is actually played by Paul from Tekken in this. He's mm -hmm. got the giant flat top. He also knows Krav Maga. That's true. The thing that's great about Yakuza games is the side quests, right, Alex? Yes. What kind of zany side quests could Peter and Paul get into? I think it takes place in Greece, by the way. Yeah. Fishing for sure. A really intricate fishing minigame. One where you have to feed a bunch of hungry people who all have really specific demands, but you have to meet all their demands. Ooh, a speaking in tongues rhythm game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. You have to sort of manage your... Oh, yeah, boats! You can customize your boats, but you have to, like, make sure that they don't... They're not too ostentatious. Yeah, you can make your net bigger and better. Mm -hmm. You can always fish for money. Right. Hmm. Hmm. You have to, like, convince people to tithe. Yeah, and then your, your sort of revenue goes up. Mm-hmm. Ooh, if you start making an area too Christian, you get sort of a wanted level. Yes. By the, the freaking Romans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really, really good. Other mini games. Some kind of trading card game. Yeah. You have to maybe collect different scrolls. They're different profits. And yeah, the trading cards are like different profits and they have different powers. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's a fighting trading card game. You have to like manage like certain profits or certain like of the disciples post Jesus, like don't like each other. So you have to like manage that and get everyone to, you have, there's like diplomacy stuff you have to do. There's... You have to keep everybody's vibes up. Mm -hmm. Thomas, especially who mm -hmm. famously is just a, yeah, yeah. Quibbling sort of guy. Mm -hmm. uh, dude, Jesus, I don't know if I believe that it's you. Let me see those holes. Yeah, and everybody was like, Thomas, don't, you can't just say, show me your holes. <laughs> this yeah. is a uh, <laughs> classic praise down bit. Thomas is kind of the comic relief mm -hmm. guy in this. He's kind of the bumbling sort of, oh, I left my, uh, you know, I came to witness without pants today or something, that type of stuff. Yeah, I think it's just going around different areas of Greece, making them become Christian. Until eventually... This could be kind of played like a Death Stranding, too. You kill Caesar. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, and instead of, like, building bridges, you build churches to keep your mm -hmm. to keep your holiness high. Yeah. I like the idea that there's two sort of health bars. You have money mm -hmm. and you have holiness, so you have yeah. to tithe it also. Right. That's an interesting idea. You have to make sure that you spend the money appropriately. If you get, there's like a bunch of stuff you can buy, but if you're too crazy, that your holiness goes down. 
Now this is a good idea from Dalton in the chat. Ghost of Judas side quest series. So you can maybe do a side Whoa. quest. A series of side quests where you maybe heard that Judas is alive somewhere and you've got to go find him. I don't know how yeah, it ends, good. but kind of an interesting to, okay. sort of dark one. What do what you if have? The, the story thread for why you're traveling to all these different places is that you you have to get the band back to get you have to like get all the disciples back together for one last preach or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, There's the like, big the big preach off. Mhm. Mm There's like, "Oh no, we got to save." And then so it's going to different towns and making all the disciples believe in Jesus again or whatever. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All the disciples are like, they're, they're like, I'm retired. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of the game. I don't I know. That, I know that's not how the book goes, but we're, we're, we're dramatizing. We're dramatizing it a little bit. You've got Bartholomew smoking a, a, mm -hmm. a, a, a cigarette that's a little bit too long. It makes you kind of, yeah. you kind of side eye it, but he says like, uh, Jesus, I've, I haven't heard that name in, in years, you know, like the meme. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Jude is, is a guy. Mm -hmm. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Jude doesn't come out of his room, not since Jesus died, and you got to get him out with mm -hmm. his favorite food or something because it's a Yakuza right. game, right? So you got to like go to like a million different places and do a million different things to get all the ingredients for his favorite and cook food. his favorite meal and, final... and put it yeah. outside his room. <laughs> yeah, and you can have them manage different regions, kind of like yes. how you would have someone be the landlord of a property in Yakuza. Truly a series of Bible Yakuza games. Very good. Cause then this would actually make my King David idea work. Yo, it's kind of rolled in. Yeah. You, a King David Yakuza game would be insane. It would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Cause then you could do mini games for everything. There's a mini game where you have to use the sling on mm -hmm. <laughs> the giant Goliath from yep. increasingly far distances away. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the heat. I like that. Or like, you do it once when you're a kid and then once you become king, you're just good at the slingshot forever and you're constantly getting into things where you have to show off how good you are at the slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that all of these conflicts can be resolved with the slingshot also. I mean, not every conflict, but that's definitely one of the minigames. Yeah, that's a minigame. Doing wisdom. There's one where you just have to sit and think of proverbs. Oh, yeah, that's like a riddle answering game. Mm-hmm. There's an Ecclesiastes game. I have no idea on God's green earth how that would work. There's an Ecclesiastes. Yeah. Didn't, didn't David write Ecclesiastes? He did. He did. And we got to put it in there. I mean, as Solomon. Well, sure. As you progress through the game, you unlock more Solomon moves. Do we do or say anything about the hundreds of concubines he has? Yeah, it's a mini game. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, what's the mini game there? You you want to take points on this one? Just sort of. Um... Here's what it is. It's a dating sim minigame. Yeah, that's fun. You have to maintain loving, healthy relationships with all of your concubines, and there's like yep. 500 of them. It's very yep. hard. 
that's the main sort of part of the game, I think. Is then because it's a huge time sink. Yep. Uh, and it's called David, King of Sling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sling it. Mm-hmm. Just sling it is the caption for. What about the Book of Acts game that we got here from? Golden Acts? What if it's just called Jesus Boys? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, maybe Messiah Boys. Okay, I like Messiah Boys. <laughs> yeah, I like it better than Jesus Boys. We can call the series just. Well, I was going to say, just call it Prophet. Prophet colon Messiah Boys, and then Prophet colon King of Sling. Now, you could do some real wordplay with Prophet, you know. Yeah, that's I'm, what I was I'm, thinking. I'm no Banksy. Right. But you could spell it P R O P H I T. Yeah. Now we're talking. Now we're doing some sort of incisive commentary. Yeah. Now we've really worked in a sort of piece of uh, take about something. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to do some plugs? Yeah. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Sirius Sanchez. And then on Sundays, DM me for the link to the Zoom open mic that I do every week called Public Access. It's a, a Sunday nights at 7 p.m. Sorry. No, it's okay. You were finishing your announcement. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Wise Himbo. And you can follow The Praise Down on Twitter and Instagram at The Praise Down. What else? Follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Leave us some reviews and likes. We're on Facebook. That old place. Uh, it's time. Let, let's give thanks. We've forgotten to give thanks the last few times. Yeah. Alex, I'm going to go ahead and give thanks to you for being the only co-host for me. Wow, thank you so much, Heath. And uh, I would like to give thanks to you as well for being the only co-host for me. Oh, for uh, for doing a, a great job producing these last couple episodes. Oh, come on! Thank you. I'd also like to say thank you to Jarvix for our theme song. Yes, thank you, Jarvix. I'd like to thank those of you joining us live and muted in the Discord. Oh, we gotta plug the Discord, Alex. Oh, whoa. join the Discord. It's easy. It's easy. It's our pinned tweet. Yeah, go to twitter.com slash the down like I told you to do already. Yeah, and if you had done that. If you had done that and clicked follow, maybe you might have seen the pinned tweet up top with a little link in it. Join the Discord. You can just click that link and join the Discord. It's that easy. It's easy. That's what I'm saying. I would like to give thanks to Cameron Brewer for our outro theme song, Holy Ghost Riding the Whip. I'd like to give thanks to Wampus Reynolds for the Toon Talk stinger. Hmm. I don't know if that stinger's in this episode. No, you're right. I think it's just the intro and outro. Thanks, rescinded. Yeah. You'll you you'll have to earn it, Wampus. You got one last Sorry, time. Sorry, Wampus. You got a Toon Talk last week. We didn't give thanks to you last week. We didn't week, give thanks to you for it last thank week. Thank you. But you okay. t- time's up. We'll walk it back. Okay. Oh, we've come down we've come down on different sides of this. Yeah. Wampus, thank you for the Toon Talks to here last week. 
Thank you, Molly Devine, for the talk in the walk stinger for the last time we used it. The, yeah, it's it's been a while, but yeah, thank you. It's been a while. Thank you, the listener, for listening. Yeah, listener, thank you for being here and being here. H-E-A-R. <laughs> that should have been our sign-off, but our sign-off is already something else because it never changes, it's something right? Else. It never changes. We say it every week. And it's, uh, it, it, in God's eyes, the real game is the game of life. The game of life. Bye. Bye.